0: so this is biblical soul care class we are going through a series on abounding in hope seven hopes of a heaven bound saint and we got two more audios try to get those over the next couple weeks but wanted to stop and take a break here and just look at hope uh, from a biblical standpoint kind of take a little survey of scripture and there's 132 references to the word hope it's used 132 times in the old and new testament so, a bit off a lot more, I think, than we can chew in one Sunday. But I tried to condense it down into just a couple of uh, highlights, a couple of points. There's much more that can be said about it. And Tim has done a great job of uh, talking about seven hopes of the heaven-bound saints. We're getting a lot of the picture of hope with him as well. This series on hope has kind of inspired Brock and I to go down the road of doing a complete series on faith, hope, and love. Of course starting out with number two here. (laughs) Probably should have started with faith. But So in a couple three weeks maybe or so Brock will be uh, moving forward with with faith. Call them the triplets and they are bound in scripture for for good reason. But I wanted to um, just set the stage again for Why Hope? And heard again this week of a study that was done of high school girls in which 3 out of 5 indicated that they are sad and depressed and confused and have a lot of fear not surprising uh, of course how many you know how much how many didn't indicate that or how many indicated that they were when maybe they really aren't but I guess the point is that there is just a lack of, so sad sadness and hopelessness were the two major factors two major things that they they indicated that's probably pretty representative of our of our world in general as there is a general lack of hope there's a lot of hopelessness and so that that really just reinforced the idea that we need to be bringing hope we have a better gospel that's one of our themes our theme for this year and uh, we were without hope and without God in this world, but now Christ, but God, you know the, the huge word B-U-T in Scripture. We were at one time without hope, now we have hope. And the Scriptures want us to abound in hope. If you look at the objective for our lesson today, it's Romans 15:13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So that's a prayer, it's a personal prayer, it's a memory verse for myself for this year, and that's our objective today, is that you may abound in hope, and then share that hope with others as well. So I thought it'd be a good idea for us to just talk about what are some common definitions of hope from the world's standpoint, not necessarily the biblical definition of hope, but what, what would the world say that hope, how would they define hope?
1: Almost
0: a wish, like I hope this will happen. Yeah. I really want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I hope they win. Yeah. Kind of a possibility. It's a, a wishful thought for a hopeful, optimistic outcome. I want the Chiefs to win. So a week ago today, we were hoping that. <laughs>
1: they did.
0: There was no, but ins- <laughs> there was no assurance that they would. Correct. I'm yeah. here the basis for our hope was what? Well, Patrick Mahomes, I don't know, whatever.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they did win, yeah. What else? A wish was actually one of the deaf a wish, a positive desire for something good. <clears throat> That's hope. How else would you guys d- say that hope is? Somebody over here? Okay. I think some people equate
2: it with luck
0: luck <laughs> chance. Yeah, by a lottery ticket, I hope I'm lucky. and I have a desirable <clears throat> positive outcome. Rock, are you gonna say something?
1: Okay. It's usually based on a person or a thing. And at least <laughs> people I'm around. that hope is a very strong glass half-empty type idea. They have hope, but they don't have a lot of assurance that hope can actually do anything.
0: Yeah, that's causes hopelessness, right?
1: Yeah. As you get older, as you get older with that mindset, it, the glass gets more empty. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't know. Get more cynical, as time goes well, on. It, right? When you're young, you know, you, you think, well, oh, that's good. well said Alex
0: are you speaking about some of us older in the room It's it's a desire for something good to happen with no assurance of obtaining it it's an optimistic state of mind that is based on our expectations of positive outcomes with respect to events or circumstances in life so it's a, no assurance that you'll get it it's something that might happen you hope happens you wish would happen but there's no guarantee of it so what are some common hoax in which people often place their faith or hope good help What's that, Dan? Good health. Good health. Yeah. I hope I have good health. Money, I heard that. The lottery. Lottery.
1: Mm-hmm. you back to that, or you? Organizations.
0: Organizations.
2: The Weather will cooperate. Weather. Just happiness, I mean, and the outcomes of life. okay and that someone else would meet all your needs
0: what's that again Peggy
2: someone else could meet all your needs
0: someone else could meet all your needs I think the most widely purchased book this year from our resource center was Unmet Expectations (laughs) and we have the expectation that people the hope that people will Love us in the way we want them to love us.
1: I think it can be events or something that you look forward to. Like, I just need some hope so I'm like, I can't wait to for Saturday or I can get jump the, from event can, to event. I can work through the week if I you know, have something to look forward to over the weekend. Like, my yeah. hope is in whatever event is coming up.
0: I yeah, it's a good one.
3: Maria? Say even you, you don't know the Lord, your own abilities and self-sufficiency, like
1: do it a mm-hmm. like how they say that type thing. When things are hard or
0: open yourself, confidence in yourself, mm-hmm. pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of mentality. I would say and I've been through a couple in my life, um
1: catastrophic events. that's mm-hmm. something that you just hope doesn't happen but they do. Yeah. In your family
0: It goes back to the health. They hope that they don't have that catastrophic event, cancer, mm-hmm. health issues.
2: The achievements are another one. You hope that you'll reach a certain level of you know, Super Bowl for, you know, if you're a football player or, you know, top of the company or, you know, a certain level of success. You know, mm-hmm. really hope that you achieve.
0: Yeah. I don't think anybody's mentioned this one yet, but a lot of people place their hope in science. Knowledge, research. This is how we're going to get better as a society. We're going to find new medicines, new research.
1: Sponsored by very scientifically based. I have hope in Al Gore. You know. I mean, no, I don't.
0: I don't. I, that, that's the point, right? That that's is. People it, do it, put he's their. Going to
1: save the planet. Yeah.
0: And what does the scripture say? as long as time goes there's going to be sowing and harvest seed time you know you can go Genesis 8 I may have the wrong chapter there Mm -hmm. so anyway I'm just pushing back on Mr. Gore education
2: education Education. and then like hopeful for a new stage of life whether that's moving out of the house or getting married or having children or retiring or do certain life stages
1: yeah yeah
0: Things things will get better when, I'm hoping it'll get better. Some Somebody's talked have, about. Oh, go ahead.
3: Some people hope for stability and <whistles> consistency. So, uh, whether it's in the various spheres of their life and things, of job and friends and family, and not rocking the boat. Yeah.
0: We live a life that we're hopeful that we don't have those problems come up in life. We like stability. We hope for that. Somebody mentioned riches or money. First uh, Timothy 6.17 says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty nor to trust or hope in uncertain riches, but in the living God. So many people do. They can all be tempted for that. Number three, describe the state of the person, and I'm talking about anybody here, even believers, placing their hope in something other than the God of hope. When I say the state of the person, I guess I mean their mindset or what their life's going to look like over time.
2: They have a skewed perspective mm-hmm. of what the ultimate goal is.
0: Yeah, skewed perspective, yeah. Putting their hope in their own place.
2: Disillusionment.
0: Disillusionment. Yeah.
2: Anxiety. Anxiety. Disappointment. Disappointment.
0: Disappointment.
2: Maybe pride for, for someone who does reach their hope. Pride. You know, I, I did this myself. Mm-hmm. I am.
0: Yeah. I'd follow that one. That's good.
1: Now <laughs> we be deceived because like what was saying, I'm extremely wealthy, I put a lot of hope, I put a lot of stock in my wealth. Mm-hmm. And i have myself that somehow I've achieved.
0: Something. Yeah, I had that one down. I think that's sometimes people are so deceived that they don't realize that they don't have a skewed perspective <laughs> and skewed hopes. I really think this is the way it is. Donna,
1: Ever searching.
0: ever searching. There you go. Yeah. Which leads to disappointments and the disillusionment and words I think ever despair, hopelessness, dejection uh, can easily overwhelm. They
1: work all the time. They're, they're over, you know, continually trying to reach that. Mm-hmm. If you were to kind of think of that through the say, story in the bible would Job had
3: put all of his hope in those possessions would that have turned out the way that it did in that? and you could argue no absolutely not and that's that's the kind of the point of put there he didn't place it in any of his worldly things and so that's
0: In the end he chose the knowledge of God and knowing God as primary thing. I know you can do anything and no good purpose of yours can be withheld, he says. He had this view of God that he had not did not have before as a result of losing his riches which were eventually restored to him. Well, number four, in what ways does the gospel give hope? And there are many, so just wanting to just remind us of the better gospel we have than the one that is peddled in the, in the world today. In the gospel, what kinds of hopes do you see?
2: <clears throat> a promise, and God is the same yesterday, and today, whatever He doesn't change. Mm-hmm. So the stability of everything no. around us.
1: Security, security in the future. In the future. Yeah.
0: yeah. Titus one two talks about the hope of eternal life. You're talking about the security of eternal life. Well,
1: at the end of Revelation, we win. You know, it, in the end, it's all over, and we're still victorious with the Lord. So we don't win yeah. So we're on Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's often underreported. You know, the, the end is assured, and it's it's a great one. Brock, where you?
2: Yeah, I mean, you you we have hope of forgiveness of sin, being mm-hmm. forgiven, righteous in Christ, um, and then like like related to the future hope that we have there will be a future where we are not going to be sinful. We're not going to be sinful. That's, a, that's a great hope. I'm not going to keep
0: messing this up. So. Those are right up there at the top. Our sins are forgiven, and we're also now free to no longer sin. We're no longer enslaved to sin. We don't have to sin. That's a great hope. And then, at some point, freedom from any desire or temptation to sin. Well, the Gospel gives hope that we will have a new resurrected body. And Revelation 22 or 21 talks about there will be no more curse. Wow. No more curse. That's hope. The return of the Lord is the hope. All things new. Evil will be taken care of. Mm-hmm. someday I think this will be one of the greatest tears of heaven the devil Hades false prophet will all be cast into the lake of fire like good riddance even on
3: this reflection, is really great is uh we have hope due to the indwelling Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. Like we will never understand it, but we'll have the opportunity to experience and better know, like agape love. We understand what it means to have peace, and we can rest in God's sovereignty. And those are all things that are true of every believer, because we're all gifted with the indwelling Holy Spirit, and we can immediately we're provided with the opportunity
2: to show that fruit.
0: So I think that's one of the great hopes that we have, and Tim is even talking about, the, the hope for transformation, that through the power of the Holy Spirit we can change. Others can change as well. You have difficult relations in your, relationships in your life, you have the hope that through the power of the Holy Spirit they can change as well, and so can we be transformed. I want to get to a biblical definition. I, I found this one out of the Holman Bible Dictionary defines our blessed hope as trustful expectation particularly with reference to the fulfillment of God's promises biblical hope is the anticipation of a favorable outcome under God's guidance more specifically hope is the confidence that what God has done for us in the past guarantees our participation in what God will do in the future this contrast to the world's definition of hope is a feeling that what is wanted will happen Understood in this way, hope can denote either a baseless optimism or a vague yearning after an unattainable good. If hope is to be genuine in hope, however, it must be founded on something or someone which affords reasonable grounds for confidence in its fulfillment. The Bible bases its hope in God and His saving acts. I just wrote down a couple more uh, definitions. The word hope is literally to anticipate, usually with pleasure. So it's a pleasurable uh, good thing that you are uh, anticipating. The word E-L-P-I-S in the Greek means to anticipate usually with pleasure. It's confident expectation and complete assurance about the future complete assurance about the future Hebrews 6.11 talks about the full assurance of hope until the end so it's, it's confidence in a good ending which is actually a good beginning of eternity and what is our hope based on what, what, what is our assurance our confidence based on And what, and what else?
1: Death and Everything about Him and what God has promised.
0: What God has promised.
1: Yeah. All of that is found in Scripture.
0: What's found in Scripture is based on the character of God. Mm-hmm. It's based on the attributes of God. Other, Without knowing who God is and His attributes, I would say specifically His immutability that He's unchangeable. His truthfulness. In mm-hmm. fact, He cannot lie. He tells the truth. And It's just all based on his character. That's why we have assurance. That's why we have hope. Without that, we have no hope. So his truthfulness, his faithfulness, his immutability are the foundations of the confident hope we have. So I just wanted to ask the question, if soul check, are you abounding in hope? If not, what keeps you from being, from this being, that being your experience of abounding in hope? I'll go first here, if anybody wants to share they can. I think for myself it's usually because of some unbelief or doubt, like somewhere I've doubted God's word or his character or uh, worldliness, like that can really um, take away abounding in hope by getting too caught up in the world I think it's okay to cheer on the, the chiefs and have that kind of fun but if a person is overcome with worldliness it will lose you will lose your abounding in hope you'll begin to put your hope in things in this world so those were some personal ones I thought you know those can keep me from abounding in hope anybody else have anything Gabe
3: I think the temptation for me is when there's an affliction in place or a trial and you start to doubt you know and his character it, whether he will deliver you and so you can um, I guess the in that you know James is kind of clear enjoying your trials or, or and let steadfastness take its full effect so that you may be perfectly lacking in nothing the um God treats hope and affliction and trial in a separate from um, from um, our hope. He doesn't necessarily like tie like in your affliction, you should not hope. They're on different things and they're never like when one is increasing, the other is decreasing sort of thing. That's not the way it's presented in the Bible. You know? so.
0: yeah, Romans 12:12 12, 12 talks about rejoicing in hope. Patient and affliction—they're tied together. There's a there is a, a link between increasing hope and afflictions. People going through trials—you've probably experienced this. There's uh, as, as believers, I think our hope is sharpened by trials and afflictions.
3: Yeah,
0: can also cause people to doubt God's goodness for sure. But usually that's a, a process that people go through, and in the end, they believe God in a greater, sharper, more focused, faithful way. Any other thoughts on what would keep you from experiencing abounding in hope?
3: Comparison. I think comparison of others, but also like comparison of like what I thought life was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And then what I really like.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. Sometimes we, I say we, I, uh, I base God's promises somehow, they're dependent on my actions. <coughs> that his promises are only good as long as I behave a certain way. Yeah. And when you start struggling in that area, and you start doubting His promises.
0: That's good, Joe. Yeah.
2: And it's amazing how that flips it to where it's based
0: on our character instead of God's character? No. It's, that's. We need all the examples that we have in Hebrews chapter 11 to prove that that's not the case because the people that make the Hall of Faith had all kinds of personal sins in their life for the most part. So it's not based on on their goodness and,
1: well, and the opposite, ability. Yeah, I mean not doing what god wants you or doing it and wondering wait a minute i did all these things like that but thriller. i mean either way it, it, it isn't what you do and that's what you're saying both directions
0: well conversely if if you are bounding in hope how's that affected your your living what what happens to you when you bound in hope what things do you experience
1: Joy. Peace and contentment.
0: What's that? Joy. Joy. It goes back to our verse. May the God of hope fill you with all <laughs> joy and peace. And somebody over here. say Contentment? contentment? Yeah. And peace. For sure. Peace. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have this in the. In your notes, but there's four adjectives used of hope that I thought were were good. Uh, the first one is a good hope, Second Thessalonians 2:16. The second one is a blessed hope, Titus 2:13. A living hope, First 1 Peter 1:3, 1, and a better hope, Hebrews 17 or 7:19. 7, and no surprise that in Hebrews you would have a better hope when and we have a better covenant, have a better priest, and have a better hope in Hebrews 7:19. 19.
2: I think when we're full of hope, um, I think the Bible verse, May the light so shine before men that they may glorify your Father who is in heaven. So we not only have a better outcome ourselves, but we have a better outcome with other, you know, with other people in our relationships with others. Mm-hmm. And it's
0: again, so. A better witness, let yes. your light shine. Yeah other words I, could, I would use is a, there's an anticipation about somebody who's abounding in hope like you truly are anticipating what is promised by God, what is to come you had that with, uh, with Simeon when he was anticipating the coming of, of the Messiah and there was an anticipation there I think
2: there's also an unwavering trust like even in the midst of trial
3: when you're struggling you know that God is still good and that He is sovereign yeah. you're, you're steady and
0: steadfast in that hope inspires perseverance it, it inspires an unwavering a settled a commitment I wanted to talk about the source and object of hope so Romans 15 13 says may the God of hope so, very simply put, God is the source of hope. From Romans fifteen thirteen. Want some volunteers here? Who wants to look at Second Thessalonians two sixteen? Dan's got that. First Peter one three three five. I can do that. Joe. Romans eleven thirty six. Miles. Romans fifteen four. Rock's got it. Hebrews 6, 18 through 20. How? And Psalm 42, 5 and 11 and Psalm 43, 5, which all say the same thing. Mark. So Dan, you want to, I think you had 2 Thessalonians 2, 16.
2: Yeah. It says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace. And then 17 says, Comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word.
0: So the source here is <clears throat> May our Lord Jesus Christ Himself for, I think that's the only time, or one of the only times it's used, and God, <clears throat> and our God and Father who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and hope. He is a source of hope. By grace.
1: Okay. Joe. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last
0: time. So who's the source of hope here? Blessed be God who's begotten us again to a living hope. He's caused us to be born again to a living hope. Interestingly enough, first Peter chapter one, three times hope is used. <coughs> Uh, Peter, a very hopeful hope-filled apostle. You may have John as love and Paul faith and Peter, hope. They all had their strengths but he goes ahead and says later uh, in verse 21, who through him believe in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. So he's the source of hope and he's also the object of our hope. Romans 11:36
3: says for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be glory forever amen
0: so all things are from him all things are from him through him and for him so hope is from him and Romans 15 4
2: Whatever whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope.
0: So, what does the, what's the source of hope in that verse? Scriptures. Scriptures. Yeah. Hebrews six eighteen through twenty that by two immutable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, you might have strong consolation when have for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor on the soul, both sure and steadfast, in which enters the presence behind the veil. For the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Two immutable things. Those two things are God's promises and His oath. We lay hold of hope that this hope is a person as we read through these verses. He enters the presence of God behind the veil Called a forerunner, even Jesus has become our high priest. This is an anchor of our soul, sure and steady, kind of like we were talking earlier about. There's peace there. There's an assurance there. <laughs> you have the Psalm 40. You... Okay.
1: Right. Uh, why are you cast down?
3: Why are you hope in within hope Hoping God, for I shall again praise Him as salvation and my God. And the are
0: exactly exact same thing.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so despair, downcast. The answer to that is: we're putting our hope in God. He is the source and object of hope. Well hope is a person. Question number eight or point number eight. First Timothy one one. Who wants to look at first Timothy one one? okay, Gabe's got that. Titus two thirteen. Derek, Colossians one twenty-seven. <coughs> Caden's okay, got it. Romans 15, 12. One more volunteer. Okay, Brian. First Timothy 1, 1.
3: Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by command of God, our Savior, and of Christ Jesus, our hope.
0: Titus 2, <coughs> Titus 2 13.
3: Waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our
0: great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. For our blessed hope, the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Caden, get Colossians 127.
2: To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory.
0: Called the hope of glory, Brian 1512 from Romans. Now when Christ is pro-
3: proclaimed as raised from the dead. <clears throat> how can some of you say there's no resurrection of the dead?
0: Is that Romans 15:12?
2: Yeah. Oh wait, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <Colostrum>. Great verse. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: let me try again and again Isaiah says the root of Jesse will come and even if he who rises to rule the Gentiles he, in him
2: will the Gentiles hope
0: This root of Jesse in him the Gentiles will hope our hope is Jesus I want to go through some scriptural examples of believers living out hope. In Jeremiah, let's turn there, Jeremiah 3. I'm sorry, let's turn to Lamentations 3. Right after Jeremiah. Talk about hopeless. They were (coughs) exiled. Didn't look good. Jeremiah has this, we often go to this text, but he has this hope-filled, promise-filled section of Scripture. I want to start in verse 17 in Lamentations 3. You've moved my soul far from peace. I have forgotten prosperity. And I said my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. Remember my affliction and roaming, the wormwood and the gall. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. He was in a pretty, pretty tough spot. Didn't look good. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. So he's remembering here. Though the Lord's through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion. Says my soul. Therefore, I have I have hope in him. The Lord is good for those who wait for Him. Waiting for the Lord is synonymous with hoping in the Lord. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him. To the soul who seeks Him, it is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. He's recalling to mind God's faithfulness, which assures him of what he wrote in Jeremiah 29, 11, often used for us today, like, um, like it applies directly to us, but that's where God said, I have plans to give you a future and a hope. He's speaking to the exiled Israelites, and he did. I have a, a plan to give you a future and a hope. And Jeremiah in Lamentations was reminding himself of that promise. God's going to bring us back in the interest of time we could also look at David uh, saints of of old from Hebrews 11 with David it's 10 or 12 times probably more in the Psalms I don't know if I counted exactly but he would say things like this for in you O Lord I hope what do I wait for my hope is in you Constantly over and over again. I want to get to the fruit of biblical hope. we got 10 or 11 minutes yet. thought these were really helpful and very edifying. These are not all the fruits of biblical hope, but there's are some of them. Joy, Romans 12.12. 12, rejoicing in hope. Patient in affliction, continuing in prayer. One that I didn't have down under joy is Psalm 146.5. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Blessed is synonymous with happy or joyful. Very, very similar. Similar. It's a blessed state, joyful state. Love is a fruit of biblical hope. Colossians 1, 3-8, if I could summarize it, we won't read the whole part, but it says, Your love for all the saints because of hope. That's a situation where faith, hope, and love are all tied together. Our hope causes us to have love for one another. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 3:12. Found this one to be interesting. Hope gives you boldness. He's talking about the glory of the new covenant compared to the old law of the old covenant he says therefore that this new covenant is much more glorious since we have such hope we use great boldness of speech wow you have hope this should embolden your proclamation, your speech your witness of words that should give us boldness We have a better gospel. We should be bold as a result. So we want to look up 1 Thessalonians 1, 2 through 3. Nancy's got that. Hebrews 10, 23. Alex. And Romans 8, 24 through 25. Kathy's got that. Okay, Nancy. Talking about endurance here.
1: We give thanks to God always, all of you, making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our begotten Father.
0: Steadfast of hope. Hope inspires steadfastness. Hope in the Word inspires steadfastness. Endurance. Hebrews ten, twenty-three, Alex.
1: Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful.
0: So much in that, faithfulness of God holding steadfast to this hope it gives endurance, perseverance. Kathy, Romans 8, 24 and 25.
2: Now in this hope we were saved. but hope that is seen is not hope. Because who hopes for what he sees?
1: Now if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly you wait for it.
0: Yeah, we eagerly wait for this hope with perseverance, endurance. A couple more here. we got sanctification. 1 John 3, 2-3. through 3. Somebody want to look that one up? Peggy's got that.
2: Dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is. All who have this hope in Him
0: purify themselves, just as He is pure. Someone who has the hope that they will become like Christ, see Him as He is, it causes them to purify to <laughs> sanctification. I have another one written down that, with an addition to this that I don't have the scripture reference for it. So, but it's. That the fruit of biblical hope is delight. You will be, the Lord delights in those who have hope. It says, But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear Him, in those who hope in His steadfast love. I think that's a Proverbs 10, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay, so we can look that up here in a little bit. how do you abound in hope? wrote down three things here Uh, Romans 12.12 which talks about rejoice in hope so I think we need to take joy in hope delight in it Uh, Romans 15.13 says we're to rejoice in hope and it's by the power of the Holy Spirit so I think without walking in the power of the Holy Spirit you will not abound in hope you have to walk in, abide in. Galatians 5 talks about three times. Walking in, abiding in, being under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit, joy and peace, two that are mentioned here in Romans 15-13 in relation to hope. Let's all turn to Ephesians 2, 11-13 as we talk about ways to strengthen our hope. Ephesians two eleven through 13 Therefore remember that you remember this word remember here remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope without God in the world. What a deplorable situation. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So what's my point? How does that strengthen your hope? Remember. Remember that this is who you once were. You were without hope and you were without God in this world. But now in Christ, you who once were far off have been brought near. Remembering will help us abound in hope. Let's turn to 1 Thessalonians 5.8. Those of you who disciple and like to counsel and like the put-offs and put-ons, here's some put-ons that are, that are helpful. 1 Thessalonians 5.8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on, here's the put on, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. So he's given this word picture using the helmet, protecting your mind with the hope of salvation. So if you put on the the as a helmet, the hope of salvation, it will cause you to abound in hope even more and more. Okay, I'm just about to run out of time here. The second to the last page listed all the Old and New Testament references to hope for your pleasurable anticipatory reading, if you so desire at some point. And in Songs of Hope, this would be another way of abounding in hope Amazing grace. And I wonder if this verse was added later. We sing it the verse, um, The Lord has promised good to me, his word, my hope secures. Was that, was that added later? Or was that in the original? Miles Brock? Okay. Not sure. I looked up John Newton's and it wasn't there, but it's in later versions. So somebody added that. But we sing that. The Lord's promise good to me, his word, my hope secures. In Christ alone, in Christ alone, my hope is found. <laughs> very biblical song. One that I didn't have down here is Christ our hope in life and death. I think the Gettys and Oswald and Papa made that uh, a song we, we love to sing. Then there's some quotes on hope. I think it's they're more impactful if the guy that wrote him is dead. <laughs> These are all gone. <clears throat> Sibs. The nature of hope is to expect that which faith believes. I like that one. then there's one by Christostom. And then the last one on the last page is from a sermon by Charles Spurgeon. Can't go wrong having a Spurgeon quote thrown in there. Okay, we've run out of time. So next week we'll pick up with the last two of Tim Bryant's Seven Hopes of the Heaven-Bound Saint.